Today's episode of Locked On Wild is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Locked on Wild, your Minnesota Wild every day on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your host, Joe Booley from 10krings.com. And Tony, you are also from 10krings.com. You are here today. How are you doing today? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'm just a little frustrated after watching that game, but uh, but other than that, like I'm, I'm doing I'm doing all right. Just kind of uh, just uh, just living a, a very hockey centric life right now, but. Uh, but I might only have one more day of doing it, so uh, so I better cherish it, right, Joe? Yeah, you have the Minnesota Wild go down two games to one in a five best of five series against the Vancouver Canucks today. Uh, in Game Three, the Wild get shut out three nothing by Jacob Markstrom and uh, the penalty kill of Vancouver Canucks um, in another penalty marred game, and uh, you know here we are. On the brink of uh, elimination now, not even quite ten days into this whole thing, um, it's been quite the run for us. I think at 10krings.com, but overall, uh, disappointing last two games with the Minnesota Wild. Let's start with Game Three and just kind of your initial thoughts on it at first. Joe, did the Minnesota Wild win? No, no they didn't. No, uh, but 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 you have to admit. They also didn't look good. Right, they did not look good. And I think most importantly of all, this game was not fun to watch. No, it was a slog, and and at least it wasn't midnight. Yeah, that that's like the one good takeaway is that uh, is that I did not have to stay up till uh, uh, six a.m. tonight uh, <laughs> doing a podcast and recording or and uh, and writing an article about a game this bad. You know, if it's a good game. I'm pretty happy if it's like even like an okay game, like I'm all right with it. Like I can live with it. But uh, for a game like this, like, no, I'm glad that I'll be able to uh, to turn into bed at a decent hour tonight. It kind of feels like the Vancouver Canucks played a very Minnesota wild style game. Uh, 22 block shots. I mean, that's like Minnesota wild of old and, and, they got good goaltending with Jacob Markstrom, um, but uh, even even going what is it one for seven or something like that on the power play, like the 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 Canucks I don't think were really great in this game, but they were effective at pretty much shutting down the Wild from getting to the front of the net. Yeah, no, um, you you mentioned all the block shots and, and like I don't know part of it I I don't know how much credit to give to Vancouver. And how much uh, uh, anger, fury I should be directing towards the Wilds uh, uh, power play units. Because, like, um, you know, I'm sure at some point you have to tip your cap to uh, to Vancouver for playing uh, uh, Minnesota to uh, to 0 for 13 over the last two games. Um, you, you have to give them some credit for that. But it, it really did feel that Minnesota just did not have... Uh, a- 
anything. Like they they just could not get anything going in uh, in these uh, these power plays. Uh, no, and, and I think a lot of it is probably on them. I think uh, I think you saw too much perimeter play. I think you saw uh, too much Fiala or Dumba watching, and not enough like getting to the net and making your own luck. That's been one criticism that I've had for the Wild offense in general. But uh, I also shared this on our post game shots uh, on the Zone Coverage Facebook page um, with all the 10K rings writers. But uh, the Wild forwards just do not play and do enough on the power play by creating their own. I don't feel like an offense should run uh, mainly through the point. I think that the point shot is can be a weapon, but. I think that they do it too much. They it's almost robotic how much they shoot it back up the boards to Jared Spurgeon or Matt Dumba or whoever is on the point to kind of ignite the offense. And then they kind of stand around and wait and, and hope for maybe a deflection when I feel like once they peel it off that back end boards, it should go right back to the front of the net for somebody that's waiting there and they don't do any of that. It's right back up the boards. And it's just, it's a giant frustration I've had for a long time. And uh, it continues to rear its head in some of the most inopportune moments like game three of the playoffs. Yeah, it's very bad. I don't know what else to say. It's very, very bad. You know what else is uh, very bad? Having car trouble. It is. It's real awful. Yeah, but luckily you've got rockauto.com to be your source for car parts and your car repair. Uh, They've been serving car parts online for the last 20 years. They're a family business and uh, they've got a gigantic catalog that allows you to search for basically whatever you're going to look for or need searching by a make and model for your vehicle to get you back on the road and running well. The Minnesota wild, obviously they're not uh, running real well right now. They could probably use a a little bit of an oil change or some sort of, uh, do you think a fan belt will help them get uh, some goals on the power play, Joe? Maybe they could blow it across the uh, the goal line a little bit more, but yeah, Get I would Axel. But uh, Minnesota Wild can go to RockAuto.com just like you can go to RockAuto.com to find that car part and make sure that when you go there, you'd say that Lockdown sent you because, well, we're telling you about it. So they want to. We want to let you know that uh, that if you tell them that we sent you, that works out great. So uh, go there. Go to RockAuto.com. It's reliably low prices. Amazing selection. All the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. Welcome back to Locked on Wild. It's Joe and Tony from 10krinks.com. Guiding the ship here for you, reacting to the game three, three nothing shutout loss to the Vancouver Canucks. The Minnesota Wild dropped to two and uh, to a one to two deficit in the series and are on the brink of elimination. Um, I guess, Tony, the big thing is here is that we had a relatively good bounce back performance from Alex Daylock that was mostly wasted i mean i look i'll i'll, I'll say it I, I i think that uh i think that it's time to uh to give alex daylock some credit i think he played a, a really good game today i don't think he let in any weak goals um i he let i uh, the two two of the goals that he let in were high danger chances and the other one was on um a a medium danger shot but i think uh all three of them were were kind of in uh al's kitchen and um and I, I think that uh, Vancouver was uh, was uh, I guess the third one was maybe a little out in the in the slot, but was that the uh, was that the power play goal? I believe so. Yeah. Um. Or, or did they score two power? No, I can't no. remember. 
Beth, Besser was the power play goal. Roussel got the second one, and I think the third one was a um, Patterson from a was little. It, was it? Yeah, it was the Patterson one. Was that Petter? Okay, so Patterson from a little far out. Patterson's one of the most dangerous shooters in the league from that spot. I'm not going to fault him for that. The Roussel goal, like I'm not going to fault Stalock for that. And uh, the the first goal by Besser was like right in his face. So, um, yeah, I, I think that he held up his end of the bargain, and Minnesota just could not uh, could not uh, get out of uh, of their zone and into theirs. Or I I know uh, I guess I guess they had the better of the play in terms of uh, Corsi, but like I, I'm I'm gonna say that uh, that they didn't do enough to make his life easier. They kept going to the penalty box, uh, just marching there, giving Vancouver power play after power play. Like maybe they did a better job defending at five on five, uh, with the, uh, Brad hunt pinch being the exception, but, um, yeah, no, not, not good enough for everyone else. Uh, I, I'm going to say that, uh, I'm going to say that stay locked did what he was supposed to tonight. And, uh, and the team let him down. Uh, if you want to call Brad Hunt, what he did was a pinch. I think he just was caught flat-footed as the puck got by him. But uh, in general, I do want to say uh, you, you talked about all the high-danger chances coming in, in Stalock's kitchen, and I feel like they've been doing that all game long. I mean, you look at some of the, the heat maps out there that you can find, and a lot of the quality chances were coming pretty much right uh, right inside uh, the crease area of uh, of Stalock. And like to, to be only down – three nothing in the game as the final buzzer went down. I mean, it could have certainly been worse had he not come to play, but I think what's unfortunate is that the wild just did not do enough in the offensive zone to give him any sort of margin for error. And sure enough, when that, uh, when that puck gets by Brad hunt and Roussel scores, um, it almost felt like two nothing might as well have been 10, nothing. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, he had 10 high danger shots against Joe. Yeah, um, and he he stopped eight, not like maybe not perfect, but like certainly like around the league average on on chances like that, and facing uh, like we said a lot of them, he faced a lot of those chances. So, uh, yeah, I I I think that uh, this was probably as good of a performance as you're gonna get from Staylock if you're asking him to do a lot, right? Because because uh, he had that shutout in game one, but if you're asking Staylock to do a lot he probably gave you about as much as he could and Minnesota couldn't capitalize. Switching gears. This series feels like it's delivering on some of the hate and the physicality and the grittiness kind of going back and forth. I think between these teams, um, you're seeing players like Louis Erickson and Antoine Roussel run Alex Daylock a couple of times. You're seeing Fiala give Jacob Marks from a, a shove and then getting blasted from behind by Brandon Sutter. Um, I feel like, you know, Marcus Flino is getting involved a little bit on the nastiness. And, and obviously there's a, a ton of stick fractions going on out there. This, the, this series, I think is, is delivered a little bit on some of that uh, normal playoff hockey feel when it comes to just nastiness. Yeah. I, I kind of want to take these two teams, sit them down and just be like, this is a, this is a best of five play in series. None of you guys are winning the Stanley cup. Maybe, cool it for a little bit and and just uh, in addition to that right like you're you would both benefit so much by just turning it down a little bit right <laughs> like tyler myers has seven minor penalties in this series alone um, 
And then, and then you know, uh, I'm trying to think of guys off the top of my head with like three or more minors uh, in, in this series. I think I think Cunning might have that. Uh, he sure. definitely has two. Uh, Jordan Greenway has that. Kevin Fiala has that. I think he might be up to three or four right now. Um, Ryan Hartman probably has that at this point. Like, you guys would just be so much better off if you would just like play nice and stay out of the box. And uh, and none of you can do that. Let's uh, let's talk about Kevin Fiala taking some penalties. He's effectively taking himself off the ice when the Wild probably need him most. For six minutes in the third period, you're down most of that by two nothing. Like I like I, I think that uh, Fiala in uh, some ways is, is the only, in fact, most ways is the only forward who's shown up in this series. And mm-hmm. I think that you have to uh, take that into account before going into this. But uh, you also have to say, like, you cannot do this. Like, the worst thing that you can do if you're Kevin Fiala is take yourself off the ice. Because that means that, uh, at least at this point, with uh, with nobody in Minnesota standing up. And God, we saw that, uh, we saw that power play that uh, Minnesota got uh, two minutes into Kevin Fiala's four-minute minor, right? So mm-hmm. Minnesota gets back on the power play and they don't have Fiala there and Minnesota cannot do anything. It's just the old, uh, it's just the old Ryan Suter passing the puck around to Matt Zuccarello at the point mm-hmm. right. show and, and just so awful to watch. Um, and, and even though like, you know, uh, they were able to key in uh, on Fiala a lot on the power play and block a lot of his shots. Like I would rather see that a million times more than just Ryan Suter lazily passing the puck to Matt Zuccarello and Matt Zuccarello lazily passing the puck back to Ryan Suter at the point. Oh my God. Yeah. It's frustrating. Uh, we'll have more reactions on game three. And uh, I do want to talk to you about a little bit of uh, Parisi and Suter. Obviously, we've got some things going on there that we need to pay attention to. Let's get back to that. You're listening to Locked on Wild. Welcome back to Locked on Wild. It's Joe and Tony here reacting to game three. Again, the Minnesota Wild drop game three. They're down two to one in the series and on the brink of elimination on Friday at 945 is the game is the puck drop. And uh Gonna be another late one, and hopefully we actually are entertained a little bit late into the uh, into the night and into the early morning hours that we can uh, you know have some fun with it. Uh, but uh, one development that happened throughout, uh, in, actually in the third period, is uh, Ryan Suter left the bench with an apparent injury, and it doesn't sound like there's much of an update for him on him from Dean Evison. But uh, you know, as a as a player who draws a lot of criticism and who's also an iron man in a sense for the Minnesota wild with not missing many games, seeing Ryan Suter go down uh, is impactful for this team, whether or not you like Ryan Suter or not. It's, it's a big deal when he's not on the blue line. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm not thinking that uh, Ryan Suter is going to be out in the next game. Uh, Like you said, like he, he just does not miss games. Um, I I think that he's missed uh, out of, I think he's missed nine games in his wild career. And like Mm -hmm. one of those was suspension and four of those was uh, his ankle shattering. Right. Um, So like he's probably not going to miss any games, but I I guess what I would be a little worried about is uh, how, like what percentage of Ryan Suter are you going to be able to get for game four? Because if you're not seeing Ryan Suter play at a hundred percent and he's playing 20, 25 minutes a night still, uh, that could, uh, that could be not great. 
especially when you have so much speed on uh, on Vancouver's end. And, mm-hmm. you know, Suter can't handle the speedy forwards like he used to. It does worry me a little bit with Suter and the fact that Susie was gone for a little bit after the first period or at the end of the first period. And he did show back up and seemed to play okay. Uh, but if there's anything lingering there, I'm wondering if maybe the wild don't turn into like, don't turn to like a Brennan Manel or maybe another defenseman perhaps um, as someone to take some minutes. Now, if that happens, I don't necessarily think that the wild are going to be winners of that game. Um, if either of those two are really out, uh, I think you can, uh, I think you could suffer through a Ryan, a, um, a Carson Soucy injury more than you can a Ryan Suter injury. But uh, it's, it's significant if they're starting to finally get beat up here in this series. Yeah, and you would uh, you you kind of wish that they brought Kalen Addison here at this point because you know they have Brennan Manel who's like a solid puck mover, but if both of uh, both Susie and um, and Suter are out, right? What options do you have to uh, to fill in the spot behind him? Uh, Louis Belpedio. I'm not a huge believer in Louis Belpedio. Um, I, I think some uh, some on Wild Twitter uh, still uh, like him. I I it's not that I don't like him. It's that I don't know if he's an NHL player or not. Um, and then uh, and then Matt Barkowski, I think, might be the other guy yeah, uh, in yeah. reserve. And and I I just like he's a, he's a veteran, um, and he's just he's just a guy. Like it would be so much nicer to know that you had Kalen Addison, some of his dynamic stuff on the on the back end. Um, especially since like, you know, wow, could really use some dynas- dynamism on the power play for, uh, for when, uh, your, your power play defensemen aren't getting it done. Yeah. Goal scoring is at a premium right now. It is. And for our final topic today, I do want to talk a little bit about Zach Breezy. He was moved up into the first line and, uh, with, with Stahl and Fiala. And I just... There wasn't a whole lot there there. Oh, you mean the the zero shots? Did you consider the zero shots, Joe? Uh, I did consider that. Yeah, I don't know. Like he had he had zero shots in eight power play minutes today, Joe. This is your power play guy. This is uh this is the guy who is there to get to the net, to get those tips, get those rebounds, and uh zero shots from uh from him on the power play. Like I, I don't know, uh, and uh, how many how many on the series? Uh, five and three games. I just think that is uh, that is not enough. That is not enough from Parisi. Yeah, not at all. Um, I think he's got maybe, and I'm not. I should probably pull this up, but I think he's just got the one assist on the Luke Cunning shorthanded goal in game two. He has a second assist. Oh, he does have a second assist. Okay, well, still when he's one of your premium guys getting paid a high high price. Uh, I know Zuccarello's drawing a lot of ire right now, but where's Parisi right now? Yeah, like I, I, I agree with you. Like I, I don't really, uh, I don't really see him making an impact on the game. Like I think the closest he got was like in the last six minutes of Game Two. He started seeing, uh, he started seeing uh, a little bit, uh, but uh, uh, of chances. But on the whole, like no. Yeah. Well, that's probably going to do it for this show. Uh, again, we'll be back again tomorrow for our Friday episode. Again, that's leading into game four. 
between the Canucks and the Wild. So check out for that. Uh, again, we'll be doing another pregame shots segment on uh, 10K Rinks. Ch- just follow our uh, Twitter account, 10K Rinks MN, on Twitter to get the details for our Facebook Live. You can also just go to the Zone Coverage uh, Facebook page, like it, and be, make sure that you're notified when we go live. We'll be on there as well, and uh, we'll, we'll hit you up then. That'll be the next time you probably hear from us. And then uh, we'll also have our own show for front. We're probably going to have to go into probably Saturday, I think, with the show just because of the uh, the late game and we want to react to it for you. So we'll probably skip a show for Friday and uh, come back for you on Saturday and make that up for you. All right, Tony, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at OhHiTony. You can find my work at 10krinks.com. There should be an article up as soon as Thursday night. So if you are up at 9 and, and you're looking for something to go uh, go read before you go to bed and take advantage of this uh, this ability to fall asleep at a reasonable hour, go to 10krinks.com and read my article. Absolutely. And uh, make sure you bookmark 10krinks.com because we are absolutely crushing it with the amount of content out there. Check it out. Bookmark it now. Share with your friends. We appreciate it. As well as you can also find me on Twitter at JoeBoo15 as well as all my work on 10krinks.com. That's going to do it for today's show. If you liked today's show, please hit subscribe so your device sends it to you every time there's a new episode without having to do any work. Please leave a review and a rating on whatever podcast service you use. We do like seeing those reviews. And, you know, if we get a good one, we might even read it on the air, too. So please leave a review. We like seeing those. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter. Just look up at Locked on Wild. If you don't have Twitter, you can also get in touch with us via email. Just email us at LockedOnWild at gmail.com. Please support our sponsors because they support us. Thank you for listening to Locked On Wild, and be sure to check us out every Monday through Friday to stay on top of everything revolving around your $98 million guys disappearing in the playoffs every day.